0: The Lord is our righteousness. For thus says the Lord, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel, and the Levitical priest shall never lack a person in my presence to offer burnt offerings, to make rain offerings, and to make sacrifices for all time. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God.
1: According to Mark the 8th chapter. (laughs) Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. The Gospel of the Lord. When I was growing up, it seemed like my dad was always on the latest fad diet, and I can remember him sitting in the living room with a can of tap, and he had this cream soda, which had the very inventive name, (laughs) NoCal. He would read the latest book and try to figure out the latest idea, the latest miraculous idea on how to lose weight, and try another diet. And I think a part of myself has inherited this from him. Because I hear his voice, I think, just about every time I look in the fridge. Some studies have showed that dieting tends to end up with weight gain. You try a new diet, you lose weight, and you celebrate your success with cheesecake. And somebody just gave me another cheesecake. I got a cheesecake earlier this week and another one today. So I'll be doing a lot of celebrating. Advent and Lent are similarly seasons of preparation, of introspection, and self-evaluation. But they should not be self-criticism like anyone else would do. Advent should be a time for self-care, looking at your lifestyle, your habits, in the light of a loving God, looking upon ourselves through the eyes of a loving God. Advent or Lent are both about preparation, but Lent is more rigorous, while Advent is more preparation and expectation. Advent is more like getting ready for a party, cleaning the house and preparing the food for a great party that you are really looking forward to. Lutherans signal this distinction with the colors purple and blue. If you are like Katy, purple is your favorite color. I like purple. When I see purple, I don't think repentance. But in the church's calendar of the colors that we use to signal what season we're in, purple represents repentance, but blue, as we have in this season, represents Advent expectation. It is to represent the blue of early dawn, just before the sun starts to warm the sky. This past week was the birthday of Bill Wilson, commonly known as Bill W. Bill is known as the founder of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. Sometimes people refer to themselves as a friend of Bill to be discreet about their participation in recovery meetings. The basic 12 steps created by Bill from his encounters with people who were successful in recovery have become one of the most successful guidelines for the creation of a community of mutual support and self-improvement. It has been applied to every kind of disorder and addiction, drugs, alcohol, sex, overeating, self-harm. AA is about confronting our inner critic, the voices that we play in our heads, the voice that plays when you open the bridge. Sometimes they are good and helpful, like those tapes that I have when I open the pantry, like Jiminy Cricket. More often, though, those voices can be self defeating, telling you that you're going to fail. I think it's good for us to try to find more ways to talk about mental health. I'm so grateful for anyone who wants to talk about it as a temple talk. When we have had that, it has been powerful. And stewardship begins with self-care. Self-care begins with creating healthy, helpful relationships. The 12 steps encourage us to seek the help of God and to open our struggles to each other. The first of the 12 steps. We admit we are powerless over our addiction, that our lives have become unmanageable. This could be altered to say we are powerless over sin, Sounds like our confession at the beginning of our service. We are in bondage to sin. We are captive to sin and cannot be ourselves. We get this from St. Paul's letter to the Romans where he writes, But I am of the flesh sold into slavery under sin. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin <coughs> that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. The first step is, I think, the most important. And the next step means that from that truth, we will begin to change our lives. Step two, we believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, make a decision to turn our lives over to the care of God as we understand God. We bring ourselves to God, words and all, the best of who we are and the worst of who we are. Step four, make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admit to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we decide we are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. As Lutherans, we don't like decision theology, theology that depends on our actions. But notice that the decision is to recognize that God has, that God will wash away our sin. Step seven is to humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, make a list of all persons we have harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, make direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would add to the injury. Step 10, continually take personal inventory, and when we are wrong, promptly admit it. These seem very much like our faith to me, very much like the opening of our worship service. And that's not accidental, because Christianity was formative to all of this, but somehow it is seen more clearly in church basements than in church sanctuaries. Step 11. To seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand God. Praying only for a knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. That sounds like God's will be done. Praying only for the knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and to practice these principles always. Jesus asks us to carry a message of salvation and forgiveness. These steps admit we are powerless over sin, rely on God, be honest with ourselves and each other, ask God to restore us to the life meant for us, rinse and repeat pray and be still, share this good news, these steps could frame our Advent preparation. Sometimes we think of salvation as the next life, the hereafter. But Jesus was speaking also, and even more important, about the health and wholeness for people and for communities in the here and now. Today we read from the prophet Jeremiah. Like most prophets, he was not popular. He had a message about hard realities, consequences people did not want to hear about. Prophets speak about the here and now, seen clearly and sometimes brutally honest. And yet, prophets are our best path path towards hope. Hope cannot be based on some bland notion that things will get better all by themselves, or even that God will take care of everything for us. For hope to be real, it must heed the warnings of the prophet and be real about how hard it is to make a change and to realize, as Jeremiah did, That the Lord is our righteousness. We are not righteous in ourselves, but the Lord is righteousness for us. We place our hope in Christ, who underwent death, to let us know that he has conquered sin and death for us. We can live in that grace, or we can decide to take on sin by ourselves, but we cannot defeat sin by ourselves. That is why God gave us each other. That is why God gave us the church. That is why God gave us prophets and a holy word about God's willingness to begin again, reshaping the clay. That is why God gives us signs and sacraments. Jeremiah describes God as a potter and we are the clay. Unlike clay, we are also in the image of the Potter, the Creator. God can remake us if we place ourselves in God's hands, live in God's light, dwell in God's grace, and find the courage to be God's presence in the world for the sake of the world.